Welcome to Parenting in the American Dream. In this podcast, I share tips and the latest trends in social media marketing, navigating parenting a child with ADHD, and interviews with innovators sharing their definition of the American Dream. I'm your host, Rita V. Hello, listeners. I know it's been quite some time. Let me just give a quick shout out to all my podcasters that share on a weekly basis. My goodness, I bow my head to you guys. Um, it's been, I guess you can say tough, right, to keep up with these podcasts. Um, I tend to jump on here when I am moved to. So I promised you all an episode with Cafe Con Pam in my last episode, but life has a way of saying, um, not right now. I need you here instead. And so I spent the last few months working on my own brand and working on the Rita V brand. And since my last episode, I was invited to teach not one, but two workshops at this year's Social Media Week here in New York on my favorite topics, Facebook groups and Instagram for B2B. So please know, um, as I shared in my class, for Instagram B2B, it's basically just another way to say human to human, but I'll explain more about that later. I've also been hard at work on finding the right um, educational system for my son after the DOE, the Board of Education, failed to accommodate my son's dyslexia. I'm telling y'all this because the educational system is a joke. I feel for all the educators and administrators who wanna make a difference. So this year, I had my annual meeting, and in my annual meeting, the representative fell asleep. Yes, she fell asleep, and I was so shocked, um, so, you know, just stuck in the moment there, not really knowing what to do. Um, A part of me felt like maybe I wasn't seeing clearly. So if you don't know me, I do wear glasses and my vision is not its best at all. And so while I was sitting there in the meeting uh, and she was sitting across from me, I said to myself, oh my goodness, maybe I'm not seeing this correctly and her eyes might just be low. Um, And I thought several things as well. Um, For all of my parents who have children with special needs and know what these meetings are like, um, and those who don't, let me just uh, set up, you know, the room and the scene for you. So basically, um, every year you have an annual meeting with not only your district representative, but you also have a meeting with the team um, that's supporting your your child at school. And by team, I mean anyone who is involved in assisting your child to, you know, excel in school. And so for my son, what that meant was his guidance counselor, his OT instructor, which is occupational therapy, um, his homeroom teacher, and let's say his math teacher, social studies, science, uh, music, um, not music, actually. So let's just say the latter, right? 
and they all come into this room and if you are not present at the actual school and let's say you are at the at the district um, office then they're all in a room at the school and you're at the district and you're on speakerphone with um, the school team and you are also um, in the district office with your district leader so what happens is that everyone introduces themselves you then proceed to introduce yourself and the meeting begins by the district leader asking uh, who would like to go first or if you as a parent have anything that you want to share for your child. I being the parent that I am, of course, I had a ton of things that I wanted to share. And being that I had come to the realization that the school is not in fact helping my son with his dyslexia, I had a lot to say and a lot of things that I wanted to make sure that we covered so that my son was getting the proper support. So after you have all introduced yourself, you are asked to sign a form to state that you are in fact present at the meeting and the district representative lists everyone else who is present. So we start off the meeting and I started off, which I highly encourage all of you moms and dads to start off with stating what your expectations are of the meeting. Uh, one of the things that you know I found challenging and why I started off by telling you that this district leader fell asleep is because of what I'll explain in a few minutes, of this sense of feeling not just unsupported, but you're also kind of feeling like, oh my goodness, you know, the education of my child um, you know, is, is in the hands of this person, of these people. And so I think that as a parent and as the number one advocate for your child, it's important for everyone in that room to understand that your child may not be able to voice what they need, but you're there to be that voice. And you're there to sound off on all of the things that you feel that your child needs. So I started off by saying, these are my expectations of this meeting today. And I would like to discuss not only um, what the goals are moving forward, but I want to hear the progress that he's made and some of the challenges that were faced this year based on the goals that were set up for him in the previous year. So once I stated that, everyone else um, opened up and, you know, the, the leader for the meeting at the school, which is generally the principal, um, led the meeting um, with whoever was ready to speak first. So as everyone was going around stating what his, um, what, you know, challenges he met and what challenges he was still facing, um, I was taking notes on some questions that I had for each teacher as they went along, right? Um, because what I find that happens in these meetings is that the teachers are constantly voicing, um, oh my gosh, the child is such a great student. They have a lovely spirit. They mean well. And it's all of this fluff and all this crap, right? And 
I don't know. I just, I feel like it's not crap because obviously all of our children have their great qualities and, and it's, and it's great to hear, right. That you have a great child, that your child is trying, that they're such a sweet kid. Um, but I, I would challenge the teachers to give me more than that. Right. I want to hear what makes them a great student. Is it because he was faced with having to, um, I'm just making things up, read something out loud. And he was able to, you know, he got frustrated, but he was able to come back and say, hey, you know, Joanne, I, I'm, I really am struggling or like, I can't, I can't do this. I need help. You know, something that that voices um, or that that explains in more detail why that child is, is so great and such a nice student. So um, once they all went around and shared what they felt uh, were the challenges and where they saw successes, um, I asked what were the goals that they wanted to set for the upcoming year and why, you know, what were their expectations in, in meeting those goals? So we went through that round and as everyone was going is when I realized the representative was sleeping and excuse me it was it was really really um challenging for me it's even hard for me right now to describe the feelings that i felt because i'll say this i wondered in that moment and i thought to myself i can either get upset right now and bring this to her attention and be so flustered over the fact that here is a woman who has my child's education in her hands, pretty much because what she writes in that report is what gets sent over to the DOE. It's also the very same reason why the DOE failed to see that my son, in fact, was struggling with dyslexia. So as a parent, you battle with the idea of, do I make this person upset and create the possibility that my child might end up struggling because of the, the nonsense between adults? Or do I stay quiet and not say anything and hope and pray or meditate or journal or make a ruckus about it in some other way. I don't know. Um, and basically just hope for the best. And so I ask you guys, my community, you know, how would you have dealt with that? What would you have done? What would you do, right? Because it's not over. I can very well still exercise my rights for my son's education and even just for exercise my rights to have a professional there. Clearly, she was not professional by falling asleep. I mean, we've we've all been tired at work. I'm exhausted right now, but you show up, you know, and and you don't um do things especially something like that when it has to do with someone else's life. So I I would love to hear from you guys. Um, how would you handle this? You know, what would you do? What would be your next steps? Um, 
please feel free to, uh, I record my, my podcast on Anchor for a reason um, because I want to invite you all to leave me messages there when I share a podcast and it resonates with you or if you have a question for me that you want me to answer. So I would really love it if you um, if you had a question, if you download the Anchor app and you come on and you ask me that question or feel free to shoot me an email at hello at com. I will put it in the description of this podcast as well. Um, but yeah, that's um, my experience that I had this year at my annual meeting. And so the action that I took was that I called the school right away and I alerted the school as to what the representative had done during our call. Um, and I made the principal aware that um, she should check in with this representative that any time that she ever has a call with her for a meeting and that it's not in person that, excuse me, she should check in to see if she's awake, which is crazy, right? So again, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this experience, um, any advice, additional advice that you guys might have little bit about my Instagram B2B course and my Facebook uh, group course that I did at Social Media Week this year, uh, which was, by the way, a fantastic experience. And I am forever grateful for everyone who attended and for that opportunity that Social Media Week allowed me. So as you all know, Facebook groups are on the rise. Um, not only are they on the rise because it's trending, but mostly because as, um, social media gets more and more crowded and flustered and, and just consumed with so much content, um, you're going to be finding that a lot of the conversations that are happening are happening in small communities, small spaces, um, space by that, I mean, online spaces. And the spaces would be Facebook groups, Messenger, Facebook Messenger, or, you know, on your Instagram and your DM. Um, it, the other spaces are WhatsApp and LinkedIn groups, you know, pretty much anywhere that you can think of where someone can have an intimate conversation with you, where it is a private conversation, either just between you and that person or it's a conversation um, between you and a very, very select few of people or a group of people, right? And so um, my workshop was pretty much based around how you can monetize groups and how um, if you have a course or if you are someone that provides a service that you can really, really utilize Facebook um, groups to monetize and and enhance that service or that program. So I'm also going to link in the description of the podcast uh, my Facebook group workbook that I created uh, last month. And I invite you to take a look at it if you are looking to launch, scale, or monetize a group. Now let's get into a little bit about Instagram B2B. So Instagram, um, again, B2B, 
human to human, B to C, human to human. And one of the biggest points that I made at my workshop was that what we have to realize is we're basically marketing to each other. We're human beings. We are human beings having an experience in this world that we created that has become a digital experience, right? And so, yes, oh my goodness, like all the big head honchos at like Apple and like the big beauty brands and like all these big brands are doing things and have access to information that we don't necessarily have as far as the buyer's journey. But at the end of the day, it all comes back to customer service. And so when you're thinking about your Instagram and you're thinking about your marketing plan for your Instagram, I mean, my goodness, just be human. Like just interact with your community, with your followers in a way that's as everyone is saying, authentic, meaning show your true self, show your brand's um, real, you know, purpose. Even if you're, if you're a beauty brand, you know, tell the story of the beauty brand. How did this brand come to be? Like, what makes this new product so great? And why should I try it? Like, what is it really going to do for my skin that the product that I already have in my cabinet is not going to do? So yes, tell authentic stories but make it human, make it human, make it something that, you know, you'd be proud of as well. Um, Instagram is a very visual, but also audio platform. And so utilize it for that. If you're, if you're not interested in doing video, my gosh, you can do a podcast like I'm doing right now, or you can do a voice over your product, you know, showing it, um, you know a how to with with just hands so if you're interested in knowing more about instagram b2b i do have my deck that i have shared with a select few of people and again if you're interested in it please shoot me an email uh rita i'm sorry at hello at ritav.com and i will link that as well in my um, description of this podcast So I hope that you enjoyed today's show. Again, like I said in my intro, I always want to keep these podcasts short. I feel that we can all say a whole lot in what is about to be 20 minutes. And I like to keep my episodes under 15. So I hope that you enjoyed it. For all my moms and dads out there, I'd love to hear from you and your experience in your IEP meetings. And for anybody looking for marketing, feel free to shoot me an email or a DM. All right. Bye for now.